0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth,
1: presented by Core Water.
0: Hey, welcome in to the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Mark Schlereth alongside my uh, co-host, Mike Evans, producer Scott the Huff on the board. They say the ones and twos. I don't even know what that means, but he's on the ones and twos. (laughs) Do they say that? They still say that. That's I don't know. What is the ones on the ones and twos? and twos? On the ones and twos? What's what's the ones and twos? Doc? There used to be a ones and. Th- what the, are the ones, like and, the two? the ones you gotta, and twos? You gotta, on yeah, the ones look, and twos. Come on, you're always telling us. Why don't I get a chance to be on the podcast? What right. the hell did I say? There's a chance. Come on.
1: What? Let's talk Game of Thrones. <laughs> ones and twos. I'm guessing is just like let's <laughs> like you're going to do a special hit on um, at ten after.
0: And two after, right? I would assume, or uh, no, twenty. No, after. no, I think it had to, to do with. I think there was some buttons that had ones and twos mm-hmm, on them. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. on the ones and twos. And twos. Stacks thinking. of wax, <laughs> playing the stacks of wax. Anyhow, I want to thank our uh, presenting sponsor. That's a great folks. A good start here. over at Core Water. Uh, speaking of ones and twos, they're number one. Okay. Good, good. Yeah. Good. Good. good There's save. a transition. Uh, core water. I tell you what award winning taste, crisp and clean giant suckle. The one with the big blue cap, uh, hydrate with core. It's specifically made to match your body's natural pH level of 7.4. That's your potential hydration people. And what that means is, um, I'm not sure, but it sounds really official and I, I, I guarantee it's, it's tasty water. So that's, uh, core water. Check them out, hydratewithcore.com. Mike, how are you? I'm good. You now, you were gone yesterday. Yeah, uh, I was. So, I was filming a little show they call Ballers on HBO. Were you or were you actually at the Met Gala? The uh, Metropolitan Gala where all the okay, people point, who want to be seen or seen, that seems yeah, like I, that's something that you would be at. at what, well, no, but at what point, like even if I went... I wouldn't go to say, "Hey, ooh, look at me in this clever outfit that I have on." Whether it's Odell Beckham Jr. wearing a skirt, uh, kind of like a kilt, it, but you know, kilts. It was a, it wasn't plaid. It was a black skirty thing. I didn't see bagpipes. There were no bagpipes, but he had his pipes out. <laughs> sleeveless shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right, that's And right. sleeveless shirt. I. Or Katy Perry with the chandeliers. It actually lit up Katy Perry's outfit. Then Kim Kardashian comes with, I mean, it's like a nude-colored dress. She's essentially, like, it is so tight. It's She's essentially naked. Uh, not really, but kind of. But, you know, it's funny. How does she it's, get her body to look I, like that? I don't know, that? but Kanye I mean... is just like in a black zip-up jacket. It looked like... Like one of those old like members only jackets. <laughs> he just looks like he doesn't even. It looks like the bodyguard, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. or dropping his daughter off at prom. <laughs> right. It's just I don't I I don't understand where it got to the point where everybody's got to do outdo one another. Like. Tom Brady, just class, total class. Oh, I see what this crushed is. Crush okay. velvet maroon jacket. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, supermodel wife. I look great. Supermodel wife and a crush velvet jacket. Hi, I'm Tom Brady. I mean, that's that's what but it you're is. just thinking that that's an event that needs to, you, you, that's one place you want to class it up a little bit more? Well, no, I just don't it's understand. It's not a place to be making statements. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Mm. I mean, for crying out, wow, maybe I'm just jealous I didn't get invited. What is the Met Gala anyhow? Well, we are in a in a look at me society are Well, we not? I underst- I understand that, but what is the what is the Met Gala? I mean, it's been going on for years, well, it's right? it's a big fundraising thing? Yeah. Oh, it's a fundraiser. Yeah. I well, believe so. What kind of funds do they raise? I, well, I mean, I, you you caught me totally unprepared here. Yeah. You know? That's all right. Uh, I mean, while we chat, I'll I'll look it up. Well, it actually okay. popped up what is the Met Gala? Uh, call, uh formerly called the Costume Institute Gala and also known as the Met Ball. It's an annual fundraising gala for the benefit of the Metropolitan Museum of Art's Costume Institute in New York City. It marks the opening of the Costume Institute's annual fashion exhibit. So, Did you say costume? Costume. Oh. So if you dress up like an idiot, <laughs> you're actually within the spirit right. of what they're doing. Costumes. Oh. Okay, well, maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, maybe I need to I change my opinion. I still, still look. I, I still think, I, you I look think to look Tom nice. and Giselle were dashing. Dashing, I say. I think the rest of you look like idiots. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, OBJ. Yeah. And speaking of Tom. Uh huh. Do you see how uh, OBJ said he wants to turn the Browns into the new Patriots? Um, well, well, you should start at the Met Gala and see how Tom dressed for it and then see how you dressed for it if you're going to turn the browns in the patriots i i think like i just think there is way too much hype about the browns like i think it's one thing to fly under the radar and exceed expectations i think it's quite another thing to have a bunch of expectations and it's really hard to meet those expectations you know i look at the browns mike and Like I've always said, it's much easier to deal with failure because you know you've got to, you know, put your nose to the grindstone and you got to do all those things to kind of overcome those things. I think maturity is a real issue with the Browns, and I think that it's hard to deal with a certain amount of success in that franchise. Exceeded expectations last year. They've had some success. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. They went from the factory of sadness to a team that a lot of people think are, are going to compete for a Super Bowl championship. Did you see, by the way, Greedy Williams, the kid they drafted, the cornerback out of LSU? First off, he he declares them going to be the Super Bowl champions. Like He hasn't put a squirt of piss in the bucket, and he's like, we're going to be the Super Bowl champions. And then did you see this the other day? He said that, and I—I—I'm I, quoting, I'm paraphrasing this quote because it's not sitting in front of me, but um, that LSU didn't allow him to showcase his tackling skills. Really? Do you turn down more hits? You turn down more opportunities? Questionable courage on a bunch of opportunities to tackle people. Listen showcase your tackling skills. When somebody gets into your area, I got an idea, tackle them. Like, how do you showcase a corner's tackling skills? You have plenty of opportunities to make tackles. Like, that's just garbage. I I just think there's way too much hype and way too little maturity with the Cleveland Browns and, you know, all everybody, oh, they're going to win 11 games and they're going to, you know, this, that, and the other. I, I, like, if I was a gambling man right now, I'd put money the Steelers win that division. Yeah, but isn't you got a chance to work with Freddie Kitchens a couple times last year? Do, yeah, do, does he strike you now, first time head coach? But does he strike you as somebody? He's sort of old school, you know. Got that Alabama draw to him. Yeah. Do you think he's going to be able to kind of come in and say, "Look, guys, let's cut through all this this, this BS and let's just you haven't, you haven't done anything yet. You haven't put that squirt to piss in the bucket yet, right? Do you think he'll be able to sort of bring everybody back down to earth when it comes time to actually go out there and play football. Well, I, I, I think he's got that quality to him. I think that's an important quality to have. I also think Baker Mayfield is a no-nonsense, will grab guys. I mean, I've seen him do it. He'll he'll cuss you out in practice. But then, you know, has the ability kind of to, to also befriend you afterwards. But he's kind of a no-nonsense guy. But, boy, I tell you what, a lot of personalities – um, you're putting a lot of diverse talent. I mean, you've got obviously Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry; those guys, you know, both LSU teammates now together. Um, a lot of balls go the way around. David uh, Ninjoku, or, or I think that's how you say his name, the tight end Ninjoku, um, a really talented kid, He's got all kinds of talent. You got, I mean, you got a loaded with Kareem Hunt and a bunch of other guys in your backfield Chubb. Like there's a there is a lot there's a lot of talent on that roster. Um, how do you manage it? Like it's always good when things are going well. When you're like with the receivers, when you're winning and you're getting targets, everything's good. I mean, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. says he wants to bring the Patriots. Are you willing to do what it takes and not have any targets and still win and be happy with that? Are you willing to say, hey, to this week, you know what we're gonna do? We're going to run it for 230 yards. And our quarterback's only going to drop back 18 times. Because the Patriots, you really want to be the Patriots? The Patriots win in a myriad of different ways depending on the weakness of their opponent. And unfortunately with some receivers, they're not happy unless they win the way they want to win. Which is, I need my 12 targets. So we shall see. But maturity is going to be a real question mark for me with this Cleveland Browns organization. Well, I guess while we're on the the subject of teams that uh the the actual production doesn't match the hype, mm-hmm. that's Cowboys everybody, you know. Here's a team that's that's constantly hyped and hyped and hyped and yet they continually underachieve. We talked about how Jerry Jones last week believes that this team absolutely has the next gear in it. Uh-huh. But to get there, don't you have to have a happy Zeke Elliott and Jerry came out this, this this past week and said, "Yeah, no plans to give him a new contract, right. you know, we'll work under the rookie contract, the fifth-year option and go with that." Yeah. Is that a mistake? I uh I think their number one priority is Dak Prescott and getting Dak and remember now, he was a fourth-rounder so he didn't have that fifth-round option, so they're going to have to get him squared away. They're going to have to get that contract done. Um, so I think that's their number one priority right now, and until they get that taken care of, until they finish that, they really can't deal with Ezekiel Elliott until the Dak Prescott deal gets done. I think those two go hand in hand. Now, I tend to agree with what Jerry said a couple weeks ago or a week ago or so when he said, I have full expectations this team be better than it was last year. Last year, 10-6, and six, they won the division, they won a playoff game, lost in the divisional round. So... Um, I fully expect them to be better than they were last year. They're going to get Travis Frederick back. Um, I think they've got a young, you know, like shockingly good defensively uh, aggressive, great linebackers, some good DBs, uh, great pass rushing unit. I I think that this is a team, to me, that I look at that division, I think they win that division by a game or two over Philly. And then, obviously, I think the Giants and and the Redskins are still somewhat of a mess, so um, we shall see. But I, but, but okay, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you're talking about they got to get Dak Prescott done. Honestly, though, when you look at what makes the Cowboys' offense go, mm-hmm. you know who who's cause effect, chicken egg, what has to come first? I'd, I'd argue it's 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 Zeke makes Dak more than Dak is making Zeke. So don't you want to make sure you're keeping Zeke happy? Um I mean Zeke Zeke's, yeah. Zeke's got to be aware. He knows, I mean he knows he plays a position where it's the a clock's short, ticking. Sh- yeah, short shelf life. I I get it. I mean I think he was still the I think he was still the number 2. I think he was second in the league in in um scrim- rushing scrimmage yards and or rushing yards yeah, last like 360, year. 360 70 touches. Yeah. Last I mean year. It, it's a ton of touches. I I still think the way this league is constructed, Mike, we see it all the time that there's a bunch of different teams that are like, okay, we can go running back by committee. There's a few teams that really grind and really believe in that bell cow back Dallas being one of those. But, again, I still think you look at the transition, you look at the way they went and got Amari Cooper, you look at the way you know they, they want to develop the passing game, they get Jason Witten, the security blanket back. I just think that that's the direction they go in. Yeah, Zeke Elliott's really an important cog or an important piece to the puzzle, but you've got you to make sure in this day and age you've got the quarterback taken care of, you've got that long-term, you know, they've got that locked up. Got still, they have a outstanding offensive line. Like I said, Travis Frederick is coming back. Um, they should still be good up there. I, I just, I just think that's the the nature of the beast, and you've got to get a long time deal done with your quarterback so you know kind of what your salary constraints are and and how you're gonna you know manipulate the rest of your roster. Well, hey, if Zeke ends up being unhappy, I guess he can just uh, follow the playbook of the unhappy. Uh, running back author, and that'd be Le'Veon Bell. Yes, right. God, he what, should write gonna, a book. What's it, what's what would the book? Make, what would the title be? I don't know. What's it going to take to take make this guy happy? Uh, I mean, is this guy just absolutely adverse to the idea of being a team guy? Apparently, right? Because now he's with the Jets, and he got his deal with the Jets, and he's not doing any of the off-season program, doing his own thing. My own thing is better, right? Maybe just need more. To, a year was not quite enough time off. I need more than I need eighteen months off. I am not going to be happy until I have eight. I I don't know. Well, don't. is there something? Okay, let, let me ask you: Is there something to that? Because the, the the cynical part of me is like all the reason we have all these offseason conditioning programs and OTAs and everything is just so these teams can have these players under their thumb as much as possible to cut down on the amount of free time they have to get in trouble. Mm. I, am I oversimplifying it or? Is there something to the idea that a lot of these guys can easily come up with programs on their own working at home working in, right. in an environment that and they'll be get, get far more done than just hanging around the team. To a, to an extent, Mike, but I think it's also important especially when you're new to a team, it's important to get to know your teammates, it's important to be a part of it. Like I think that's I think that's important, you know. I grew up in this league in a, in a different you know, different day and time. Um, but Joe Gibbs, when I, and I, you know, played for Washington and, and obviously we won, you know, Joe won multiple championships. I won one championship under Joe Gibbs, but Joe used to say it all the time. Hey, like, listen, man, you don't have to be a part of our off season program. You don't, you can live wherever you want in the off season. You don't have to live here in, you know, in Northern Virginia and be a part of the off season program. Uh, unless of course you actually want to play for me. It's like, it's not mandatory. You just won't play here if you don't. <laughs> but it's not, that's your choice. You can make the choice. Now, that was a different day and time, and I understand, I understand that. But I, like, I think it's important, man. I think it's, you know, it's cool to, we used to go down as an offensive line, we go down during, you know, during that time off, you had that window between, you know, the, middle of June or whatever and in, in July and we used to go down as an offensive line to Ocean City together all our families you know we used to we used to do things together birthday parties and pool parties and barbecues and and our team was together all the time so and you think that matters come Sunday I I, I think it yeah I think it does matter like everything Everything in, from a success standpoint, in my view, is about building relationships, about having that that view of others being more important than yourself and not wanting to let those guys down, not wanting to let your teammates down, your family down. Um, I think it's important to, to not have a team full of independent contractors because you know what? When it's nut-cutting time, independent contractors are looking out for themselves. Where are my numbers? Where are my stats? What am I like? Well, I got, I blocked my guy. I don't have to do anything extra. And, and when you have kind of that, that, that team atmosphere, when you have guys that are lockstep with one another and that are supporting one another, um, I think you go, it goes a little bit deeper. That's my personal experience. But you know, what do I know? I only have three world championship rings in 12 years. What? Boom. I mean, I, but I think it's important. No, I, I, I mean, really no. Do. Hey, listen, you know what a, a winning dynamic looks like, and and what it takes to get there. It's what it's it, it's it kind of is what makes following the New York teams interesting this year in the NFL because there there are a lot of storylines and more personalities now. Even losing Odell Beckham Jr., but like you know, you got the Jets, Le'Veon Bell, and and then you got the Giants. And I suppose if Eli Manning ever finds himself short tight ends. He can just throw to Daniel Jones. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. That apparently an NFL team prior to the draft was interested him in working to... out Daniel Jones as a tight end. Right. Now he's the franchise quarterback in waiting in New York. Yeah, they thought so much of his quarterbacking skills that they wanted to work him out as a tight end. How about that? Boy, I, I, I hope Dave Gettleman, their general manager, gets in front of a microphone to discuss it. Like, he's he just needs, Dave just needs to stay away from the (laughs) press conference. Dave needs to be one of them GMs that don't actually speak. Just leave it to the coach. Like, aren't there a few GMs that you just never, ever hear from? Oh, yeah. There's a few guys that you just don't really. And when they do talk, a lot of times they just, like, They say things that just, you're like, "Mm, probably there's a reason that you're just locked in your office looking at game tape, you know? You should probably just stay there. I think that's, Dave probably shouldn't be allowed to comment on (laughs) the other general (laughs) managers who wanted to work out. Come on, Dave. Who wanted to work Daniel Jones out. What do you think, Dave? What do you think about the guy that you drafted sixth overall and got everybody buzzing at the draft? What do you think about... Other people around the league thinking he's a tight end. Mm-hmm. It'd be like that. What was the guy's name? Was it Bill Tobin, the Indianapolis Colts GM when when Mel Kiper criticized him, and he's like, "Who the hell's Mel Kiper? He's got a drink in his hand at the draft. <laughs> Who the hell's Mel Kiper anyhow? Like, what, what the hell does he know? Because he by- bypassed like Trent Dilfer and." Uh, yeah, and I can't remember. Maybe, was it Heath Schuler and Trent Dilfer or something? I mean, it was two. Dilfer was definitely there, yeah. Yeah, Dilfer was there. He bypassed it. To, I, I can't. I think he might have taken, um, oh, gosh. Did he take a linebacker or something? Did he take Trev Alberts or something? Like, did he take Trev Alberts? And and uh, Mel Kuyper just eviscerated him on TV. He's like, who the hell Mel Kuyper? Give me another drink. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> No. <laughs> so the Jets, yeah, Jets and Giants should be interesting. I don't know how many games they're gonna win, but they'll they'll certainly be interesting, which, you know, I know everyone at ESPN and Fox will love the that the Jets and Giants are worth talking about. They league is always the better place, right? When you can talk about the Jets, the Giants, and the the Cowboys. Right. I right? mean, the, the way it works, Mike, you either want them to be like Super Bowl contender and have this unbelievable winning season or just to be a dumpster fire. Right, right. One or the other. Like Competing like for eight and eight, nine and seven just doesn't do. Or seven and nine, eight and eight, and or nine and seven is like the worst thing that could pop possibly happen to either of these teams because it's just like you know milk toast. Yeah, Meh. that's what. It, like, but if they're like two and fourteen, you're like, yeah, baby, get it. And Dave Gettleman's doing press conferences. Right that's when it gets fun right that's right. when it gets fun meanwhile you got you got boring teams you got boring teams like the Chargers who you know you just look at them and they're gonna win you know 10 11 12 games with Philip Rivers and and Philip you know you see these contracts being given out to quarterbacks everybody's getting paid he he says he's content right now no hurry play out his contract if need be I mean come on the Chargers you know Chargers haven't always been the the best run Franchise in the past, but they gotta realize that Philip Rivers still has a lot of football left in him, right? They gotta, right? I'm I'm sure they realize that, and they've got to figure out. And maybe Philip is doing, you know, maybe Philip is doing a uh, a Tom Brady, like, hey man, you know what? Let's just take care of me. Let's just defer some money. Let's just make sure that we keep enough, you know, money in the coffers to to pay other players so that I can have weapons and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Maybe there's a don't you always feel like there's kind of some some wink wink side deals between Tom Brady and and Robert Kraft? Like maybe like a little ownership stake or, you know I don't I mean You think Robert Kraft is focusing on Tom Brady contract talks right now? <laughs> no, I mean I don't I don't think I think he's worried about Detective Phil McCracken, uh <laughs> breaking news. So I think that's what he's concerned about. <laughs> by, the, by the way, dude, like, shouldn't so, you just? Can I? Can, I, can, I, can I, just, so, Yeah, but shouldn't you just like it's? It feels to me like like you should have just said, "Ah, guilty." You know, what do I gotta pay to make all this go away? As opposed to, "I'm not guilty. I'm gonna fight this to the end." Because. I don't want. I for one don't want to see the well, video. Well, that's the thing. I mean, who? I mean, he is fighting tooth and nail to make sure these this, this video doesn't come out. But is there anybody out there that really wants to see the video? I mean, I I know we're we live in a society where we you know the video is is king, but the Huff is just covering his face right now. Right, can't believe we've gone down this road. But I nobody who, who wants to, to see. Who wants to see that? By the way, who knew that? I mean, that's schooling right there. You not only went to massage school, right? You also are a proctologist, apparently. <laughs> so, I mean, that is that is quite the education. Duff, I think you want to weigh in on this. I could tell you're you're kind of no, squirming right now. Well, here's over the
1: problem: everybody's going to want it. Not everybody. There's going to be a large chunk of people that will see that. People watch disgusting things on the internet. They will watch a film of probably Robert right. Kraft having things done to him. You're whatever prob- those might yeah, be. Yeah, you're probably probably right.
0: Right. I will watch like a pimple-, pimple popping video. Ooh, Those are gross. Oh, you watch Dr. Pimple Popper? I've seen Dr. Pimple Dr. Popper. Dr. Pimple Popper? Oh my god! There's a guy called Dr. Nope, pimple No, it's Popper? a lady. lady. Oh, it's a lady that pimple pops? Oh posh? yeah. Popper now Pimples? some of them I can watch, but then there's these ones that are just like it these like giant com- carbuncle like Like, they're like, Uh, I mean, they're like nasty. Like like
1: things that have been growing for years and then she cuts it open and it looks like uh, wet cement pouring
0: out. Yeah, like a big old giant gooey duck pouring out of your pore. Gooey duck.
1: Google gooey duck if you don't
0: know what gooey duck is. (laughs) Right
1: it's right
0: <laughs> isn't it it's just like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what is that oh, Right. seriously oh yeah Dr. Pimple she's got her own show it's like on one of these you know one of these discovery or TLC, TLC or, something. or something yeah the learning channel and she's just a pro when it comes to popping pimples that's what she does she's a pimple popper it's great yeah, she so is gross. like she, and she's so compassionate let me see and I just would like, I would like be Dr. Pimple Bar like, hey, here's a bar of soap, you dirty, you know.
1: That's not why everybody gets these pimples. Oh, really? Sometimes oh. it's like an injury and like there's uh, a scar pimple injury. tissue.
0: <laughs> a no. pimple injury.
1: You clearly haven't actually paid attention when you watch it. <laughs> I don't watch what leads this leads to sh- a pimple injury? It's not a pimple injury. It's like this growth. Oh, <laughs> uh, I can hardly move. I've got a
0: pimple injury. <laughs> Pimple injury. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are dorks. I am going to be laid up two to four weeks with a pimple injury. <laughs> into I'm work, day guys. to day. day, to day. What are you day to day with pimple injury? Oh, calling into work. Yeah. Can I help you? Yeah, hey, it's a stink. Yeah. What's up? Oh, got a bad pimple injury. I'm not going to get out of bed for a couple of days at least. <laughs> it's a true story, Mark. You know, we're getting ready for Mother's Day, so we're doing mm-hmm. our commercials for Mother's Day. Right. And you were doing a a spa. Yes. And I just said, you know what, in your next commercial, you (laughs) ought to say, you know, come on down for the Bob Craft special. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the last time I do a spa commercial. (laughs) Ask him for the crafty. (laughs) Oh, it's bad, Mike. That is bad. bad. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's like in, uh,
1: what is that movie? Uh, with uh, Jason Sudeikis, where he's trying to go to a massage, massage parlor. Oh, oh, what oh! Is, that oh, movie? The,
0: is it uh, Hall Pass or Hall something? Pass. Yeah. Hall pass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that popped in my head.
0: Well, oh, guys, uh oh, oh no. I'm going to have to end this. Uh-oh. What I happened? Got, I got a pimple injury. Oh, no! <laughs> it happens. Oh, man. It happens. Pimple injury. We'll it doesn't come from not washing. It's a pimple injury. No, like people get oh, like they, they get in mercy. a car
1: accident, and then yeah. there's like oh, and metal then they lodged get, in there, or there's scar they tissue. They get in a car
0: accident. Next thing you know, they got acne. Yeah.
1: Cause think what every, happened to your face? Yeah, it's so yeah,
0: blemished. Yeah. Well, I got in a car accident. Yeah. Because think of every kid you went to high school with that oh had the bad, and 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 they all were clearly the picture of hygiene, right? I just want to punch you guys in the face, right? <laughs> oh my god. Man, oh man, that looks like di- I go to the dermatologist. Uh oh. Yeah. Did you get a car accident recently? Because that looks like car accident acne. It's
1: not always on their face. Car accident, <laughs> acne.
0: <laughs> you're, you're, that's a, you defending that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh,
1: that's the dumbest thing? Yes. Did that you listen is, to what you said?
0: That's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> dumb. Is this to Do you up? get pimples when you don't wash? Yes. If you get oily and you yes, okay. That's it, not that's, the only one. Oh yes, because, because car accident, acne does happen. Uh, people it's a real thing listen to producer you know, the Scott the yeah. best part about this is that when DeHuff puts the the podcast out there he always puts like a little summary of what we're we, we've talked about in the mm-hmm. podcast yeah and I can't I know that this is going to be there it's going to be OBJ thinks the Browns can be the new Patriots uh Daniel Jones tight end and car accident acne <laughs> No, I'm just going to... Car read my- accident, acne, and you. <laughs> what <laughs> can you do to avoid it?
1: This, the new uh, name of this podcast is Two Dicks and a, po- and a Producer. That's what this says. Two Dicks On and On the a ones and twos. On the ones, On the and, ones, two. ones and twos. <laughs> Got a couple of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and the producer. Coming up
0: next. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, listen, people. You know what? If you're suffering from car acne, car accident acne, do yourself a favor: flush that acne out with my friends from Core Water. The more water you drink, the less acne you're gonna have, especially if you've been involved in a car accident. If that's Core Water. Find out more at hydratewithcore.com. Hey, for everybody involved in podcast, for Mike, myself. Our idiot producer, Scott, (laughs) we will talk to you later on the week.